Shout out my boy, Lil Hank Williams. Mason. <laughs> Mason? <laughs> yeah, that's his name. Did you see? Did you see his video? Um, when he's at, I think it was the Billboard Music Awards, <laughs> and there's this guy filming him, and uh, he turns around, and Mason comes up to the camera. And he's, and he's got this stack of cash. He's, he waves it <laughs> in the camera. It's like, getting my money. <laughs> Fucking Yodel Kid getting so famous. God bless his soul. You know, I, I, I don't you hate when your favorite artists go mainstream? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> the bars to a caption. <laughs> yeah. um, they always nail it with the captions. They fucking nail it. His his new song is good, though. It's it's pretty good. It's catchy. It is catchy. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if I was into country music and... If I was into nine-year-olds singing about love, <laughs> he's fucking... You'd be my idol. <laughs> like, who is he singing about? I want to be famous for loving you. What the fuck do you know about love? I haven't even figured it out yet. He's got a, he's got a long way to go. Yeah, fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> stick to your yodeling. Stick to your yodeling, fucking Mason. Um, great song, though. Uh, throwing that money around, love it. But that's actually a good segue. Uh, today's, Welcome to our show. Yeah. Show but all things 20 year old Too many jams With help from friends, experts And our own personal experiences We hope to shed some light on those topics That seem to leave our age group lost and confused Love is definitely one of those topics Uh, On today's episode We're actually going to do a recap Uh, Episode 5 We did a recap of all the episodes before that And we said in a few months We were going to do the same thing Yeah, so pretty much we're just going to We're going to go over each episode couple takeaways some advice that we found interesting and useful uh then we're going to talk about how we applied it to our own lives and our own day-to-day routines yeah a lot's been going on in the last couple months and then uh we're going to talk about uh kind of future yeah yeah so um, future future usings of it future (laughs) usings exactly uh yeah fucking nailed that buddy props You just missed it, but we just uh, we a fist bump. Daps. Um, <laughs> let's get into it then. Let's get into it. Party on, Garth. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> let's, let's go. go. Twenty year old. Holy shit, I hate those guys. Somebody help these twins. It's time to figure it out, Ricky. Touch me. Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. All right. So, so. speaking of love. On that topic. Start off with the Tinder what, episode. Are we going to go back? Yeah, let's go. That was the first episode we did after mm. the, uh, the the Do Better episode. Yes. We had okay. a couple of our friends in the studio, and we talked about kind of Tinder dating love in the 20s. And was, I liked that episode. That was I fun. liked it. And I mean, based off of feedback from friends, um, people have liked people liked it a lot and you just numbers actually and it was just on, fun like on the internet it was it it, it uh it was our biggest hit that was our biggest hit i think so this far yeah who, who knew that having uh attractive girls on anything helps <laughs> who knew I, th- I honestly i think we figured out something that no other company knows yeah note to self even on podcasts just their voice <laughs> <laughs> attractive voices exactly um but uh, yeah, I, we learned a couple things from that. Also, we did it in the studio. Uh, that was one of the only episodes we've been able to do in the studio because it's hard to coordinate people for the podcast, let alone coordinate them the same time as we can coordinate uh, our friend Leo in the studio. There's a lot of coordinating going on. Uh, it's, it just doesn't didn't work out, but we're, we're going to try to do more. Yes, we want to get back in there for sure. The more um, official we get, I think the, the easier it's going to be for us to lock in guests without being so like... We'll do whatever you want, wherever you want. <laughs> It'll be more like them wanting to come on the show. <laughs> and, and maybe making time um, in their schedules. So what I learned from that episode, one, NHL players slide in DMs like no fucking other. <laughs> I've never met a girl with more than 10,000 followers that have hasn't had at least one Maple Leaf slide in her DMs, at least. I think combined the whole Maple Leafs roster probably slid into every dms girls dm in the city 100 percent. at least everyone that i know yeah um and i think the key the key to learn there is they know something that we don't know and that's um tinder isn't the best i don't think it's the best no i we like we talked to these girls about tinders and yeah they said they're on there but at least from robbie's and i's experience tinder is a lot of what you don't want 
you, you got to be like it's just a lot of work and you can't you can't rely on it as your like or solely rely on tinder you know it's it's good to have on the back burner and you know you use it yeah casually and something lands then maybe there's a diamond in the rough every now and then but yeah from my experience with tinder it just it was a lot of time for a very little reward but every now it is and time then, consuming it's time consuming but every now and then you get you get that you meet a person that's generally cool and exactly. it was worth the work and that's why you kind of still keep going but 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 also you know it's it's hard to you know like you got to be doing activities or working new jobs with like people doing the same stuff as you if you want to be meeting new people as yeah. well you know it's it's hard to meet new people so, so what we learned from that episode are they gave us a few tips on how to slide into dms a few tips on how to tell if girls like you on social media how to send tinder messages so that was like decent advice um people liked it so we'll probably do more but I think what Robbie and I talked about after that episode, not because of the episode, but we were just saying, you know what, we're we're a big, we're on this like push your comfort zone tip right now. Like we actually went out one day and filmed each other approaching strangers on the street just to talk about the podcast, just to push comfort zones. It was fucking hilarious. So we we printed off a bunch of these cards that had it had the too many jams logo on it and a bunch of info on the back and everything and we uh we drove down to uh the scariest place i can imagine yeah pretty nerve-wracking ryerson, <laughs> like ryerson college campus it's right at young and uh right off young, on young street there and we we're standing out front we we filmed it all actually we filmed it and recorded the audio and everything and uh we pretty much just stood out front there and went up to complete strangers as they were walking by and uh, ask them to speak about the podcast. Well, we had a challenge. We're like, okay, we want to approach X amount of people. And we filmed it and recorded it in a way that the camera guy was like off being a pervert, like up, <laughs> like somewhere nearby that you couldn't see. Filming the, the person like Robbie or me just solo dolo on the street. And we had our headphone in recording the audio. And it was fucking scary. He had to just go up to strangers and be like, hello. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But like, we fu- we did it. We fucking filmed it. Well, well Trav, Trav went first, and uh, he knocked down a bunch. He was hitting groups, uh, just single girls, like single guys. You know, ev- ev- everyone groups and everything. And uh, so he's so he switches it over to me. He's like, "Your turn." I think the first two or, two or three people <laughs> I went up to, they all just shut me down. Like no time at all. Well, I don't know what happened, but. Okay, first thing I know is when you want to do something scary, my idea is just dive right into it. Like, if you're going to jump off a big cliff, I just hop off. I don't even look. Um, and, like, that's what I wanted to do for this. I was like, Rob, I'll go first. And uh, I was like, I just fucking <laughs> dove in. I talked to all these people. It was going so well. I don't think I, I got rejected maybe by one person. No. And, and then I came back to Rob and we're like, let's do this. This is, this is going to be sick. Rob was, like, fired up. First three or four people. Like, nope, get away, get away. <laughs> no time of day. By the fifth person or fourth person, Rob actually didn't want to go up. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, was, I was, yeah, I was getting a little more apprehensive each time, but um, no, it was good. And, and uh, it, was, it was a good experience. Well, because he was apprehensive. So we had to, I had to just be like, go, man, like fucking go. And he was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Finally, the next person was totally normal. Rob knocked it out of the park and then slayed the same amount of me after that. He just had a weird, I think it could have been time of day. Like people were maybe going in between classes. Yeah. Because he approached them the exact same way. Yeah. But one thing I learned though is that people are more responsive than you expect them to be. People are nice. Yeah. uh, We'll move on to the next episode. But the whole reason I brought that up was because Robbie and I are going to start pushing our comfort zones with everything. And that involves... Instead of being a, a little fucking dweeblet like behind <laughs> DMs and Tinders, which we're still going to do probably anyway, we're going to fucking be super beauties and just approach anyone who the fuck we want to talk to. Like, I don't care. Like, hey. No walls. No, no borders. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of some like cheesy Imagine Dragons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Some cheesy. So, so we're, we're watching The Masters. Um, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> no walls, no limits. Imagine dragons. 
and I forgot, who was the guy that won it oh Again, it was uh, patrick patrick reed yeah super patrick cool reed guy. and the fucking the announcer on the masters is talking about patrick reed's warm-up routine and everything and uh and then he, he just drops uh he, he makes some comment about how before every round or something he listens to this imagine dragons song oh what is it it was like so like imagine dragons is like the most cliche like rock band you can like think of right now what was it it was like stand up get up or like or i'm gonna fight and win or like yeah. it was something like and then and then after he proceeded to use one of the lines he's like you, just you like imagine that? dragons say yeah like, <laughs> It was the cheesiest thing. We were killing ourselves. Well, also the internet seemed to share our sense of humor because <laughs> they were ripping on Patrick Reed after. They're like Patrick Reed, like celebrating his win with all his friends, and it was like him just like standing by the ocean, like alone. <laughs> the announcer was trying to amp him up so hard, did not help his case. Uh, but yeah, that's fucking funny. Yeah, so for us approaching uh, people on the streets, and I'm not even talking about just like women. I mean like like anyone. anyone. Like if we want to talk to someone, like. Getting like over those that bear. freaks you, in your last Instagram post. What's that? Oh my god! So yeah, Rob and I, if you follow us on Instagram, we saw some pretty crazy characters when we were at the CAFA uh, Awards, and uh, we just went right up. And we just we just chatted, oh, right got in a there. picture. It, it's 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 been working, man. And that's also like, yeah, that's how our friend Eli does it a lot. Who we have to have on the show, but we'll, we we got to move yes. on, man. We're already um, like. But also one more thing: if you are a female listener and you want to be part of our panel next time, we're doing the uh, dating Tinder episode. Reach out to us. You're just gonna dump our original panel like that? I thought we like after the last episode, we're like, yo, like let's do this again. Well, you, I mean, you guys, are, <laughs> you just fucking. You just I don't want to dump it. No, you know what? They they were well received. I I want like to have them back as well, but you know, also to have fresh faces in the mix would be nice well our friend Kristen has already uh, we've talked about our bunch on this because yeah because exactly Kristen she, wants, she to, get wants in there. to get in there because she's got some good advice um i guess not i'm not gonna say like like we didn't we didn't talk much about like the physical relationship stuff like sex and all that in that tinder dating episode mm -hmm. um Kristen's, uh she's more open about stuff like that like she's like my go-to when we're talking about anything uh, relationship wise and like she's a killer at advice on all that so we may have her on totally she's very open and there's much more to explore in those <laughs> exactly. episodes right so that's we'll have what, to have her on that's what brings a lot of craziness to relationships it's like once you have sex the relationship changes and like everything like shifts as much as you don't want it to it's but it's something we got to talk about why yeah. what's what's the female side and that's why it's killer to have a female best friend like you highly recommend because it's not like you you can't talk about that stuff with like you can with your sister it's just you really can't you know what yeah, i mean yeah like, i mean there's there's a line there's a line you got to draw a little bit when talking i mean because I, I do go to my sister for most of my or a lot of my female problems same same but I mean, I'm past I'm, a certain line it, you can't I'm not, do it i'm yeah. not talking about sex with you're her. not talking about <laughs> slamming cheeks um yeah but uh, so yeah, it's good. So we'll have Kristen on, so you can use my female best friend as your female best friend. Uh, Let me share the female best friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but move, moving on, the next episode was the uh, Johnny drinks episode. Yes, like that one a lot. Johnny was great. I think for me personally, the my biggest takeaway was just about cutting corners doing every job properly and that's something that stuck with me the last uh or or like since he came on the show whenever that was uh so the last little while and i've i've noticed myself day-to-day yeah. -day routines sort of anything i'm doing i've definitely there's a voice in my head i've become more conscious of doing things properly and uh, i mean and it, and it wasn't until I, I started thinking about it more that i that I realized that I had this, uh, like I, I, I had this good enough mentality, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For a lot of things that I was doing, like I just think, oh, that's good enough. I'll leave that for later. It wasn't until I started making an effort to do things mm -hmm. the right way that I realized that things could be done yeah. better. You gotta hit the corners, you get, man. You get what I'm saying? Uh, do I get what you're saying? Yeah, buddy. I fucking, yeah. I got the whole corners thing. Uh, I agree. I think it, because Rob and I do a lot of the jobs he was talking about. Like, we both bartend. Um, so, 
I don't struggle as much with a good enough mentality because I have a little bit of perfectionism, uh, but I do identify with the advice and I, I try to use it as my motivation to not, you know, not drop below. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because as, as a perfectionist, I'm very good at selecting things to be perfect about and other things I choose not important, like being punctual to some things or, you know what I'm saying? Or being clean in some areas. Like I'll let my office get messy to a point or let dishes build up and then like it's like stuff like that that i don't think i'm hitting the corners in and it'd be johnny's voice was in my head for like the bartending being punctual and like just like letting little things pile up yeah because they all add up to create an image of whether it's lateness messiness even though you may not be a messy guy you know what i mean like all these little things are you may not be late to everything there's there might be some people that think you and i are fucking late because we've showed up to their meetings you know i just don't like that so totally hit the it's, corners it's just like not walking past problems not exactly um i liked i liked also i mentioned in that episode like i don't think i had a palate before i i had done whiskey tastings i did a uh, a wine tour with my ex-girlfriend end up getting drunk end up really forgetting about it and i think my lack of palate kind of came from not caring it's not that i didn't have the same taste receptors i just didn't give two fucks like scotch or whiskey to me never liked it just tastes like gasoline for me liquor choice was about like getting stuff into you for the effect never about tasting it so i just never developed the ability to appreciate it i remember on my first whiskey tasting I was in I was in Dublin. I went to the Jameson factory there, and I'm such a fucking idiot about culture. <laughs> uh, everyone's sitting around the table. They have all this fancy stuff. Like we're drinking expensive stuff because this is at the Jameson factory, right? Yeah. They have their primo primo stuff. And he's got the little cup. You've done a whiskey tasting. You know we're swirling it around. You're looking at the legs. Um, and then he's like, "All right, so you're gonna take uh, a, a, some of it in your mouth, and you're gonna swish it around. And you're gonna tell me what you taste, right?" I take the whole thing in my mouth without realizing it, you're only supposed to sip it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm swashing about an ounce and a half of whiskey around in my mouth, trying to taste it. I'm crying, my nasal's burning. I'm looking around, everyone's like really enjoying themselves. The guy sees me and he goes, oh no, oh, my God. <laughs> the Irish people talk, but he's like, look at this fucking hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he calls me out from everyone he's like you're not supposed to take it all man he's like you're supposed to sip it so i felt pretty stupid to say the least uh, i learned my lesson i've done three whiskey tastings since then the third by the third one i still didn't wasn't able to taste whiskey i just was like fucking what am i doing alcohol is alcohol it was the fourth one i did right after the johnny drinks podcast where i was like okay you know what trav you palateless idiot <laughs> i was like yeah. why don't you dive into this one he did an amazing job do you remember that he did tasting? do a great job yeah so a few weeks ago we're down at this uh barber shop opening and they uh they got food they got drinks they have uh, electric scooters we're electric ripping around scooters. <laughs> yeah we got drunk and ripped around on electric scooters <laughs> but anyways they also had this whiskey tasting and uh, so the the guy there, he had there was there was three whiskeys. He had he had Alberta Premium. He had a uh, he had a, he had a bourbon. I think it was like a Maker's Mark. Yeah, and then, something uh, like that. And then uh, some some Scotch. And uh, he did a good job though. He did a good job. And uh, I was actually with his advice because he he showed us some really cool stuff about taste. He had us try some things uh, with our nose plugged and without our nose. And he explained that some, some tastes aren't actually tastes at all. Like we know that you, you taste 80% with your nose. And he says, there's some things that are a hundred percent nasal. He said, there's no taste receptors for things like strawberry. Strawberry is actually a smell. You can't taste strawberry. You plug your nose and you might get, um, well, I think with, with anything you plug your nose. Well, you'll get, you'll definitely get a reduced sensation with your nose plugged. Um, but he's saying some things don't exist period on the tongue. Oh it's yeah, all in your nose. Okay, like like the sweet and sour that's type tongue. stuff. That's, that's tongue. That's tongue. But he's saying specific flavors only yeah. exist in your nose. Yeah. Um. And that was and he, he t- that's just an example of his expertise. Like he was doing a really good job at demonstrating things, and he told us how to taste the whiskey properly. And I'm gonna be honest, for the first time in my life, I hate whiskey, and I hated whiskey. Uh, I had a a Jack Daniels on the rocks at this barbecue joint the other day. On the rocks, it watered it down a little bit, and I loved it. I enjoyed it. 
yeah, double daps on that. <laughs> Dap. It ta- I tasted like vanilla. I tasted all these notes, and I was sitting there, and I was just like, I, I have a, pa- I have a palate. <laughs> I found my I palate. Found a, I, I legitimately <laughs> tasted things, uh, and, and I, I didn't even, I didn't even slam them. I didn't. You slam. sipped it. I sipped it. Nice. I know. I'm growing up. Nice. Um, fuck. We gotta keep moving, man. We yes. keep, we keep getting derailed. Next episode, Blake Fly. Oh, shout out my boy Blake. That was a killer episode. That was a killer episode. Got a lot of good feedback from that. Want to start us off? Uh, sure. Uh, a lot of people reached out to me on that. Uh, my friend in Australia, my old mentor, uh, and they both they both said the same thing that that was a really cool episode, and it was unique, different. Yes. Like. It's so simple to us now that we've been talking to him, but when you hear it for the first time, kind of, it's kind a of, cool concept, and that's what Blake does. He goes around speaking about this. He had um, some cool stories too. Definitely yes, recommend giving that a yes, listen. Yes, yeah, yeah. He had some very cool stories, and uh, I mean, I won't, I won't go over them all now. But uh, if you have some time, listen to his because uh, he he told about two or two or three stories of him. And his uh, is just like just appreciating people and um, how how it was well received and uh, the cool how it's cool, gotten him all sorts of cool yeah, things and the cool things that followed. So check it out. Yeah. So his whole thing, just to just to summarize, it it's about appreciation and how that's actually unique and how he uses it just in his day day to day life and how it's brought all this cool stuff. I like the story about him appreciating his car. That's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a cool story. I'm not going to ruin it. Let's uh, let's just let you listen to that one. Uh, Smeaton, General Smeets, our friend Matt Smeaton, we had on the last episode. Our uh, our uni friends really liked that one because they that was uh, <laughs> the general talking about his general days when he used to stomp around the house in his fucking jeans and, and that picture got us a lot of likes on Facebook. The general too. picture. <laughs> Smeets. Um, yeah, I like that one. It it was that was more for you guys because we we knew all that stuff from talking to Smeaton. That was just more to paint a picture of what that career is kind of looking like. And uh, I, I learned some things though about event management. It's it's something that that linked into our event really well. You know what I mean? Like he was, yeah. he was talking about the struggles and how it's not all fun and games and how the enemy of events is like really estimating people's interests, whether, uh, and he talked about how personal branding was kind of the reason he was able to go from being a club promoter to being a full-time like event coordinator at big things like Super Bowl and concerts. Uh, and it was just all about how he presented his experience. And I, I think that was, that was the, the big takeaways. He had, he had some good lines at the end as well, summarizing how to kind of, how he kind of got there and what to do with your life. Yeah, totally. He progressed. I mean, so uh, like quite fluidly from, you know, what he was doing in university, working with the promotion guys and stuff. And then, I mean, hopping on with, with, with hockey night in Canada <clears throat> and uh, what he's done the past couple of years, you know, since graduating. Uh, funny story <laughs> though. Last, I actually had a dream about Simeon last night. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so <laughs> I was, I was, it was, uh, I, w- I was sleeping in my bedroom and, and naturally, Matt- <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I wasn't I was sleeping in an alleyway. <laughs> I was drunk, passed out <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, Smeen, Smeen came in with a gun and <laughs> well, he's American. That makes sense. <laughs> and, uh, started beating the shit out of me <laughs> and threatening me <laughs> and he, he robbed me. All for five dollars. Damn it, sweet yo! Should we fucking roll up on this guy today? <laughs> I was so fucking angry at Smeets. I was like, "How am I ever gonna be friends with this guy again?" Like, <laughs> I was, I was beyond pissed, and I can't exactly remember how uh, how the dream progressed, but um, I just, I just remember being angry at Smeets and, and um, him. Yo, you know when you like, money. you know when your girl gets <laughs> mad at you because you like she, you cheated on her and her dreams. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, as you cheated on. Her. Have you ever had it with like your? Uh, How do they know though? What you? They you cheated on them in their dreams. Oh, so like they had a dream. They, you cheated yeah. on them. Just the same way, like you had a dream. He and they get mad at you for that. And they get mad at you for that. This is the thing. Like, <laughs> does that happen that, to you? It. I don't. I don't think it's happened to me. 
Uh, I definitely think I've cheated on my my girlfriend in her dream. She's told me that. I don't think she's ever got mad at me for it. Okay. But you can definitely, like, there's tons <laughs> of stories out there of, like... I've never heard of this. Of friends of ours, like, girls being like, what the fuck? Like, are you cheating on me? Like, I had a dream, like, thinking that the dreams had, like, deeper meaning. Yeah. Um, It's like, yo what's the deeper meaning of this like should we just roll up and just fucking <laughs> peaky blinders style just hop out and just fucking destroy smeets <laughs> hey man how's it going light up his place <laughs> <laughs> with a bet just don't ever fucking dream rob my friend <laughs> just start fucking beating him up at his grandma's <laughs> don't you fucking dream rob <laughs> don't you look at me granny we're fucking, you fucking robbed my <laughs> Start fucking destroying him. That'd be a good battle. Us two versus him. Do you think he still got the football, uh, the football strength? Oh, uh, I, I think mean, we I mean, take two him. of us, two of us. I think we. Could I think take we could him. take him. I think we could take him. I mean, we'll, we'll see. So Schmitz, if you're listening, armed. keep your fucking head up, buddy. <laughs> keep your fucking head up. We're coming. Don't you even think about dream. You Robin. ever rob Robbie again in his dreams? Oh my fucking god, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay yo uh, <laughs> sorry let's keep going <laughs> um, uh, oh you know what it was what? he 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 was giving us advice for our event oh yeah and we had an event the very that's next what we night to talk that's about. what we wanted to talk about yes so how did it go last week we we hosted an event at uh, one of our friends clubs downtown and we threw a concert we had this big idea to throw uh, throw a big concert with um, with a couple of our friends, bands and singers, artists, you know, within our mutual friend group. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we hosted this event downtown. It was called Show and Tell. And I think overall it was well received. I think it was well received, but from our perspective, very chaotic. It was chaotic. It was stressful. That's what pe- people show up to an event and they see what's there and it looks like what's right and everything's good. We, we had a lot of plans for that event and in the background, it was like a tornado and it just, it just comes together at the last second and you give a snapshot of your plans. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Like we had, we had an artist lined up. We had, um, what else did we have lined up fall through? Um, the photo backdrop the photo yeah we had we had instagram backdrops we that fell through we had uh, a lot of decoration life-size cutouts that that we like we had a lot of ideas basically that fell apart yeah on paper this idea or this whole event was lit it was (laughs) we had some great ideas that would have you know uh if if we had been able to execute on everything uh the event would have been but this is from our perspective from the people that attended it was great like we ended up finding and paying a artist to paint live there and she did a sick job Uh, like she was so good we were having issues with the sound yeah like we we got the whole sound set up and we definitely struggled with it for a bit halfway through the show we nailed it though finally um the, the place was well decorated we had pinatas filled with like cigarettes fun candy (laughs) like fucking beef jerky uh we gave away some prizes from a few companies like it was a good event but um the 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 thing about the event was the whole we kind of left it last minute you need more than a month yeah totally and we learned a lot about we learned a bunch of lessons about event planning about and about getting people out and sales we ended up selling uh 75 or so tickets which was our original goal um, and it just, it, that's what made us break even on the event. We wanted to break even entirely, but that's just too close for comfort. Like, yeah, it was too close. Like we barely, in fact, I think we had to pay 30 bucks each <laughs> out of our pockets. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I mean, there's definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of screws we can tighten up for the next, the next time we, we try and do something like this for another event we want to throw and a lot of stuff we learned that we'll do differently for next time. But I think a lot of the struggles and, uh, like the, the stress that we had is, is quite common with people that are in the, the events world and they deal with the same problems, you know, with like ticket sales. Uh, I mean, we were a little worried near the end. We might not fulfill our ticket requirements and everything. We had like 40 tickets sold up until like two days before the event. We were panicking. <laughs> we were fucking panicking. So, so I, I don't, th- I don't think all the issues that we experienced were the root cause of us, you know, uh, like doing an event for the first time and kind of leaving it a bit last minute. I, I think, 
I mean, but there's definitely some stuff we can tighten mm. up for next time. Yeah, I think the idea is definitely a bit longer lead up helps you get people out. Like that's a big thing. People need some sort of social validation to come. They need to know that their friends are going to be there um, so that they're not wasting their time and their money. Uh, probably having it on a good night helps. Like we tried to do it on a weeknight, which is fine. Like people came out. Middle of the week, I think is is pretty good. But obviously it'd be way more fun if they could get messed up and like rock out. That's true. People had to leave at like 1130, which is, we knew that. So we, we ran the event early. Yeah. The, the lead time definitely helps smooth out a lot of the stress, but kind of what happened with Rob and I um, is we got it done and yes, it was good. And I think I think the highlight for us was the music. We killed our performance. Like that that, was definitely the that went off without a hitch. Yeah, music was tight. Everyone loved the performance. This was this was the official launch of our band John Famous. Um and we shredded it. Like I I felt I actually felt like a rock and roller. I was on stage, I felt a power. I literally felt like I was a superhero. It was good vibes in there, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh yeah, it was it was just every everything that was that was that was the best we've played together. I think too. You know, we've been practicing. The, I mean, the band sort of just came together within yeah. the last few months as well. We just brought our friends out to play some of the songs that Rob and I had wrote, and they 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 really showed up. Like they killed it. They shredded it. They add their own parts to the songs. We made live versions of our songs that sound a lot better. That we're probably going to end up recording. Because we haven't released any of our songs really yet, except for a couple low quality recordings that we've put out to friends. Yeah, like on SoundCloud. Yeah, we just sent out a couple things, but uh, but this was an official launch and it went really well. And I think uh, it kind of validated our our belief and our own abilities. And we're probably gonna like we have a lot of gigs booked in the summer. Yeah, um, we're gonna gonna yeah fire validate our belief and abilities in like throwing an event like this mm -hmm. and getting people to come out to it, but also in the music. Exactly. And I think we're definitely going to throw another event. We're going to probably do it later in the summer because we're a bit fucked right now. I got my CFA coming up in a month um, and we want a little bit more lead time. But the summer one, I'm not even going to drop any secrets about it. Just picture like fucking, I can't even drop. Just It's going to be I, fucking nuts. Lit. Lit. <laughs> Let's just say we, we actually may demolish a house. I'm not even kidding. Um, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But they film the music video there too. I think I think the best thing about the, uh, the event right now is that we can segue into what happened. Like what our last two months looked like leading up to the event. The event was a perfect like pinnacle to wrap all that stuff up. And uh, so two months ago, we did the Do Better episode where I talked and I said, I've been doing this affirmation stuff. Listen to that episode if you don't understand what I'm talking about, but I explained the concept there. It basically got me from zero, which is where I felt I was at my baseline. I was like slacking off, not doing a whole lot. This whole affirmation concept like got me back up to 100. And when I say 100, I mean like my previous highs. So... I started picking everything up. Everything started working out. I was so fired up for that episode. I literally um, was just buzzing and like I was so fired up every day and it was working. So I was, I released like, I got a, a bunch of new products made for my company. I did a bunch of new advertisements. I worked with a, a, like a bunch of influencers, made some videos, did work on my website, made some sales, got the company like back to a decent sales level. Like everything was going really well. Uh, I started... The, the more busy I started getting, the less I was affirming, but I was yeah. really riding a momentum wave, but I stopped affirming as much because I felt like I didn't need it. Um, and then things started to get chaotic. You know what I mean? I would, without the affirmations, I was still busy, but it's like I was not organized or in control of the busyness. And then I, I piled up like a lot of my plate with this event, with band practices, with bartending, with the company finally buzzing again. I felt a little bit chaotic and the event was like the extreme uh, addition of pressure to all that, especially with this big fucking exam coming. And uh, I don't know what happened. Like I kind of hit my previous highs. Like I said, like I hit my previous like fitness goals. Like I, I, I hit the heaviest weight that I've hit before. I hit my previous plateau and I self-sabotaged almost do you know what i mean like yeah it's it didn't save me from self-sabotaging and the event was kind of like the 
once that event happened, I kind of like let go because that was like a major project finish point. And I kind of had a shitty couple, like two or three weeks. Like I haven't been going to the gym. I haven't been able to get control again. And it's like, I kind of felt the same way as I did when I, the last time I went from my previous high to nothing. Yeah. And, and it, I have a lot of reasons why I think has happened. And I've thought a lot about it and I've actually, I have dug myself out again with some new strategies, but do you think the event having the event, uh, having the pressure of plan of, you know, having to plan something and, uh, follow through, uh, like, or, or just like mm. having, having to plan the event and everything. Do you think that fueled other things that were, you know, were happening within the company and everything, you know, just kind of having that on your plate and knowing that you need to get stuff done for that. Do no. You, do you think it helped, you know, your day-to-day operations? No, I was already buzzing before the event. Yeah, My plate okay. was already full before the event because of the affirmations. I'd like, it really worked. The affirmations worked. Um, but when I stopped affirming, even though I was still busy, so I was still getting stuff done, it became a lot more chaotic. And I was self-sabotaging and my self-sabotage, how it used to be before was like after two months of doing anything, two and a half months, I'd hit some level and it's always like a similar level. And then I'd be like, I deserve a break. And then that break would turn into something really hard to get out of. Yeah. Uh, And what I used to do before when I'd self-sabotage is like, I'd be like, I should go to the gym today. And then I'd be like, buddy, you've been to the gym every week three or four times a week for the last two and a half months take a break that's how i used to self-sabotage and i'd be like you're right dude like that voice in your head and then uh recently the self-sabotaging has been actually one step deeper because i've gotten over that voice i've gotten over the voice that's like you should you know you should take a break Mm -hmm. because i've been affirming so much my self-sabotage was like i should stop affirming because I know that when I talk to myself and I visualize my goals, it makes me want to do work and stuff and I don't want to do work. So don't even, don't even do any of that. Yeah. And uh, our friend Ben said something last weekend that, um, kind of helped us out. I told him my struggles and he's just like, what you're, he said, what you're doing is you're, you're actually not doing your affirmations properly. He's like, cause we told we, Ben, you and me, had a massive chat about affirmations. Yeah. I told Ben about my my belief system in it. Yeah. And he fucking understood it instantly. He's like, holy shit, that's the answer. He loved it. And and he started working with it and thinking of his own adaptations. And I think it's Ben's adaptation to it that I think is gonna be the working ingredient. Mm-hmm. And he, what he said to us, he's like, what I've realized is you have to affirm everything. Like I said, like every little voice that hits you you have to take on head on. Even the voice that tells you, should I or should I not affirm? That's still a part of your subconscious talking to you. And he, and what he said is he's like, don't even give that voice a vote. He's like, don't even give it a vote. If, 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 there's, if you're having a decision with yourself, whether I should or shouldn't do something, it's not a process. That voice doesn't have a vote. The only voice that gets a vote is the, the affirmative voice. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have to have that much self-control. So when it comes to affirmations, you it, it's not so much about your actions. It really is about controlling your head and your actions will follow. So I was I was c- kind of feeling okay because my actions were on track, yeah. but I wasn't doing the stuff in my head, which caused me to get out of control. And then self-sabotage crept in again and all that stuff. So that's that's what I learned recently. And last night, uh, I've just refocused on that visualization of myself and not giving that thing a vote and it's been working for me. And I know, let's get into your side now. I, I know you had a similar experience with it that we'll talk about and you've had a, a weird two months as well with the affirmation train. Yeah, I I mean, the affirmations have definitely helped a lot. Um. I mean, I, and I was I was thinking about this this morning as well too. That like, you know, things are going well, but also, it's like you know, I'm I'm not just going to change overnight with like my whole mentality, the way I go, my my work ethic, and how it all how it all sort of comes together, right? It's it's not just going to happen like that. And I was um, and it's it's a process, right? You you gotta you gotta work on it day to day and. and 
make yourself more disciplined and um the affirmations i f- i find well i mean i, I you spoke- didn't kind of get it at first though yes so i i, I we're, we were we were talking about this um and i was saying that when try when you originally explained it to me the the whole concept of it i was thinking to myself okay so i have to do thing you know anything that i don't want to do just tell yourself to do it you thought that's what affirmations was just if you didn't want to do something force yourself to do it but that's after that's affirming well it well to, to, to some degree to some like i th- i thought that whole mentality thing was uh more of a process of just doing things that you didn't want to do action based still a- action based still. yeah and uh not so much thought based until I, f- I forget when it was the other day but uh we were talking about it and then i I realize that it's more building your subconscious to want to do uh, to do these things naturally, you know, working at it, uh, being disciplined with, and and I mean by process of doing these things that you don't want to do sometimes, that you're building your subconscious to uh, to to sort of leave that part of you behind, and then you're becoming this person that does do that on you know kind of your first thought well during that conversation yeah like you were saying oh yeah like the affirmation has been going well up until recently i've been struggling though and you kind of explained your struggle to me and you're like yeah like i'd i'd say you know you're gonna get out of bed tomorrow you can get out of bed it's all good and then i wouldn't get out of bed and then you like you explained a bunch of different scenarios and then i kind of was like you know what like you're still action focused. You know what I mean? Like, you know what affirmation is like? It's like working out where people think that working out is all how much you lift in the gym. That's how you're going to get bigger. But people forget that if you don't eat right, eating is literally everything. It doesn't matter how much weight you lift. If you're not eating well, it means nothing. So people are focusing on the wrong things. Uh, With affirmations, I think you do more work with your subconscious, like your, your mental battles eliminating those voices instead of just looking at specific actions and saying, I need to force myself to do that. And the action will train my, train my subconscious. The idea is that you're doing more work, just choosing what voices say stuff to you in your head. Um, it's like watching the way you talk to yourself about everything, not just yeah. about certain actions. And Ben said, it. he's like, stop giving your, your shitty subconscious a vote. Just stop. Yeah. And, and you did it all last week. you we were, we both, Ben talked to us last Sunday. He told us this step and our Mondays, the very next day, we were we were monsters, like hyper productive. Anytime the, the voice came in my head, should I do this? I was like, shut the fuck up, bitch. And I just like, <laughs> I, I sent that voice out, out the back of my head and I just did stuff. You did the same? Yeah. And well, I mean, we, we sp- I remember we spoke Monday night and I, I called you and I was like, how's your day? And you're like, yo, killer day. And you're like, how was, how was your day? And I was like, killer day you know (laughs) extremely extremely productive days on both ends and and then as the week went on i just i found myself getting a little more uh like lethargic and i I don't know i was i was was just kind of tired by 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 wednesday wednesday thursday and i i fell off and uh it's it reminded me that it's easy to forget it's easy to yeah stray from your path a little bit of um two or three days it took us yeah (laughs) fuck it happened to me too i i had had three killer days the fourth day i let a few things slip i let that voice creep back in i was like you can let you can do it a couple times and then by the end of the weekend i was struggling again and i had to refocus again last night it's such a battle It, it really is such a battle getting to that point of discipline of mm-hmm. where of where you want to be and I, like sometimes throughout the day when i when i find myself not really not really on track or anything and then i i remember oh yeah i do or i like i think about the affirmations about mm-hmm. st- like uh th- like things that i want to have or things i want to do and and then uh th- it sort of comes back to me and i get this new wave of energy in me because I remember, okay, I have to do all this. And it's like, it blows my mind every time because I think like, Oh, like even though that's, these are things that I really want, how am I able to forget about them Mm -hmm. 
on for like a couple days and not work towards getting anywhere close to them. You know what I mean? I 100% do. And that's why I think the future is going to be a lot about this new battle. And I think the next time we do this recap, it's going to be interesting to see how we, the next revelation on all this affirmation stuff is uh, we're getting closer to the answer. Like every, every time we have these kind of deconstructive moments, we learn more about the process. And so, yeah, last week, you know, had three or four good days, started to deteriorate through the weekend, had to study all weekend, shitty long weekend. This week, I affirmed last night, I visualized everything that I wanted. And it makes it easy for you. And it's a combination of all these things. It's a combination of visualizing what you really want in life, visualizing that person that is achieving that, convincing yourself you're that person every day. So these are the affirmations I'm talking about. And in every scenario, and when times get tough, never letting that other voice have a vote. And instead of letting that voice let you do stuff you don't want to do, the key to not wearing out like we did is to be a bit smarter about planning what you want to do. Plan breaks. Yeah. Figure out the balance that works for you. So that's what I've realized. I'm like, you know what? You talked about this. You said something about, um, you know, I wanted to get up early in the morning and I ended up sleeping in and then my whole day was shifted and I felt like that was a bad day. Yeah, that's that. Well, that's that's uh, a continuation of like what I wanted to talk about, you know, near near the end of the week, because you said you had some comments on this. Oh, yeah. Near the end of the week. I mean, after I, I kind of let things slide and it was Thursday, Friday, then I was up at the cottage and stuff that the time the the time didn't feel as enjoyable as it should be you know just uh kind of lounging and doing doing fun activities because i also felt like i could be doing more and that i had uh i had left i i just sort of pushed pushed them some things off for the weekend right have you not felt that before as much yeah i've i've i felt that before definitely but uh i i don't know it's it's it, it reminds i don't know it's it's uh it's it's a fuel right it reminds it's it's a, a very normal thing for people that work for themselves yeah but you, so you you said you had some well it was it was on that whole tip like like we'll wrap this up in in two or three minutes here but um the idea was once i started wor- working for myself and this was a couple years ago with some friends um at first it was fun and games. I was still relaxing just as much. And I was like, this is just like chill. And then once it became real, uh, I felt myself never really feeling good about relaxation because you could always do more. You know what I mean? Like when you work for yourself in reality, if you wanted to never, every time you wanted to watch TV, why don't you go out and make a video for your company? Or why don't you go reach out to a store? Or why don't you, like there's always something you could fucking do to make yeah. your company more successful. So I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs out there will understand this. It it can be, that can actually be a negative on you. Like you have to learn how to deal with this in your affirmations and not let it l- take away, like not let it make you feel bad, more use it as a fuel than uh, a negative. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I found it took me a long time to get over this. And this was a lot of the reason why I would self-sabotage and stuff. And I, I was like in this general, like work yourself to the bone until you crash mentality. So I was like, I just need to work harder, work harder. Like at the cottage, I'd be like, I could be working right now. And it was like this weird feeling that I tried to explain to people and they just wouldn't understand because they worked nine to five. Their, their boss told them when their work was done and they knew that they were off the clock for the weekend and that was enjoyment time. So you're starting to experience this now. And what I found with the affirmations that when I'm talking about balance, I mean, think about all of these issues and change the way you think about it. Cause like that's, that's affirmation. It's, it's changing how you talk to yourself about things. So when you have a quote unquote bad morning or bad week or something happens that throws a wrench in your schedule or you're on the weekend and you start to feel that bad feeling because you know, you could be working those feelings come from thought. You're only feeling bad because you're thinking, I could do better. I could, uh, this is bad. Those are your actual thoughts causing you to feel emotions. So if you're changing the way you're thinking about stuff, change that too. Change everything. Whenever you feel things that are taking away like that. It makes sense. Like I mean, you have to affirm everything in order for it to work or else little dams will break 
and let all the the negative back through or all the lack of self-control. You have to build a fucking fortress around your mind in order to be mentally strong enough to be a successful entrepreneur or musician or anything. So you have a bad morning, it happens to fucking everyone. Like I sleep in too sometimes. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need a nap. You can't be 110% all the time. Um, you need outlets. And when things happen, sometimes things get in the way and they fuck up your whole week. Instead of letting it ruin anything, tell yourself there's no such thing as a bad day. There's no proper way to structure your day as an entrepreneur. The only thing that matters is that you get what's on your list done. And if, it, if something fucks your day up and you have to do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. And then catch up later in the week and your week as a whole becomes good again. Yeah. And then on the weekend, instead of feeling like, holy shit, I should be working right now, change the way you think about it and be like, you know what? I deserve a little time off. I worked pretty hard this week. Let's recharge the batteries. This is okay. Maybe next time, let's find a way to get, get mix some work in with my play. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, next weekend I have some people up and we make a content video instead of just drinking on the dock and then I can play and work and you know what I mean? Like start, start using it constructively. And like when I missed the gym for two weeks, I started getting in my head being like, you're self-sabotaging again. You're, you're just going to let your, like, this is, you're good. You're getting weaker and weaker. And it was only last night that I was like, holy shit. Like it's so easy to let the old you creep back in, like easier than anything else yeah and i was right? like you know what no this isn't the old you this is the new you you can take two weeks off and still get right back into everything you'll find a way there is a way uh picture everything you want i did it last night i stopped giving the those other voices a vote and i'm getting better at affirming and today i felt like a fucking boss and it's yeah. not just temporary because i'm not, i wasn't doing crazy work today i was like doing a normal amount of work i had balance I was able to get some lunch. We took time for the podcast. I'm going to go for an acting edition next. I'll probably work till 12 a.m. tonight, but it, it was a balanced day. Yeah. There's no right way to schedule your day. I didn't have to do it all between nine and five. I'll pick it up between five and 10 tonight. It's a process. I mean, <clears throat> looking at where I was a year ago, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm miles ahead. For, I, I think from, from uh, my whole mentality and thought process from, from, I mean, uh, from, from about a year ago, but it's, you know, it's, it's something you got to constantly work on two to, steps forward, two steps forward, sometimes three steps back. I feel like, but yeah. you're learning a shitload and you pick things up as you go. You're miles ahead, man. Like the fact that you're even having those feelings, you, you, you completed the website. You've done so much work on, on too many jams. Like you've been moving pro- projects forward. You got, all the photography equipment together for the real estate company. Like you're doing more now than ever before. And the great part about it is you feel like you're doing nothing still, which means you're finally starting to get that. I want more. Yeah. And that's the wanting more, never being satisfied is what leads to greatness. Um, but I think, I think that's a good way to end it. I think that is as well. Uh, we definitely have to wrap it up. I got to fucking go. Yeah. Um, if you guys like that one, uh, you know, let us know. We, we'll try to do this every um, every couple months at least. I apologize. To check in. I get really ranty on those. No, I think that was good. I, I, that uh, that led to some good stuff near the end there. So, and uh, good way to good way to finish it off. So awesome. So yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next next Tuesday. <laughs>